Hey everybody, welcome to the ZI Podcast. My name is Adam, as always, and this week I'm joined by... Hey, you classy people. It's been a while. I know you've missed this voice. I've missed it too. Glad to be back. <laughs> Did you ever say your name? They don't even know that. They already know that much. <laughs> Caleb, God. <laughs> say your name. You already said my name. Okay, we've gotten out of the way. Alright. Um, hi, I'm Gwen. I uh, I work for the site and do some editing, a little bit of writing. You don't see me very much, but uh, yeah, I figured I'd <laughs> hang out with everybody today. Why not? Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And last but not least, our very special guest. Um, hi, my name's Jessica. Um, you might know me for the Zelda fan art stuff that's been going on like Reddit and everything. Um, I'm a concept artist working in the entertainment industry, and Zelda Informer um, invited me on today, so it's really awesome. So, thank you for having me on, guys. Glad to have you. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about a few things. Uh, Nintendo's booked a 299C theater for E3. Majora's Mask 3DS was released uh, this uh, last week on Friday. Depends on where you got it, because some places broke the street date. Um Aonuma has his own thoughts on the remake, on the three, the Majora's Mask uh, remake, and how it can kind of hurt the game. Um, there was a Rayman leak, and we'll have more info on that soon. Um, and new, uh, Google has announced a new virtual reality headset. All this and more on today's episode. Uh, thank you for all the fan talks everyone submitted. The theme song you just heard just now was written by Husky by the Geek. Uh, you can find him below. He also wrote our outro for this week. Thank you so much to him. Um, and if you have any sort of your own fan topics, theme song submissions, anything like that, cover art. The cover art this week was brought to us by Jessica. Thank you so much for that. Uh, but if you have any of your own, feel free to send that to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. That's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. Uh, Good job. So cool. Yeah. The new uh, Majora 3DS came out. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bad device. Oh, wow, you're right. <laughs> uh, I didn't get it myself, but I know enough people that have it, because I'm, I don't have the money to buy it. But I enough, Wait, enough... you said the Majora 3DS. Are we referring strictly to the themed one, or are we talking about the new 3DS? The new 3DS in general, but I'm, okay. I mean, the, 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 three, right. the Majora 3DS, I have my own thoughts on that specifically as well. Okay. It looks even worse in person. The Okay. I had complaints about the coloring being gold and black instead of gold and purple to some degree, but the gold and black looks like it's faded. Like, the back, if you look at it, it just looks, from a distance, it looks like a really old black, like, or old gold 3DS that kind of faded and wore out its paint job. It just looks, it just looks like it wasn't well done. Not only that, but the new 3DS has all these like weird design choices, like the the power slot, the power button being in a weird place. The may I? Yes, go for it, please. Okay. I know you had a lot to say when we. <laughs> uh, Caleb came down for Valentine's Day, and uh, uh, he showed me his uh, new 3D. Did you get a new 3DS? I'm not even sure. I don't remember. Yes. Yes. Okay. How else would I be complaining about it? Because right now? like there were like four at that that party that we were at of just like no, there five. There were not. Th- it was just mine. <laughs> No, 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 there was also... Jake Jake brought his, didn't he? No, it was just mine. I was so tired that day. Yeah, I know, let, let big boys talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have mine in my hand right now, unfortunately. Um, it's been dead since the weekend when I got back from visiting Adam and his goonies. Um, the placement on everything is pretty much butthole at this point. 
um, you know, your D-pad, your, your circle stick, whatever it's called. Normal stuff's there. Uh, your C-stick nub, it's fine. It your C-stick nipple. Sure. I'm trying to keep it PG, but if you want to do that, it's like, fine. It's like a weird little, like, it's not even, it's not a button and it's not a stick. So I don't know what it is. It's like a, it's you, a nub. For all you grown-ups out there, if you ever had one of those keyboards that had like a weird little nub on it that moved your mouse around, it's yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. actually that. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. I'm whatever. But it's even worse uh, than those because at least those look like... I disagree. They're... I think this works fine. I think everyone's blowing that out of proportions. I've tried playing with it and it was just, it, it was awkward. Like Jake's face of disappointment was hilarious. Yeah, it's true. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like the cartridge loads in the bottom and the stylus loads in the bottom and the power button is also on the bottom where the uh, headphone jack is and has always been. And it's not bueno for people like me who uh, hold things like a normal human being. You hold it with because... your uh, pinkies underneath the 3DS to kind of right. give it like a support. I do that right. too. So my pinkies end up pushing the cartridge out and also turning the system off. Ah. Yay! Yay. <laughs> I can totally play Monster Hunter like this. That must be so annoying. It's actually. it's not good. It's actually that's worse. why it's been dead. And the stylus itself. I think I did it. Why do they keep moving it? That was like the first thing I did. I Jake gave it to me and I gripped. I took a hold of it and I was like playing uh, Smash because he's like, oh, try out the new uh, C stick because I know you like yeah. Smash a lot. And I did. And halfway into the match, I ejected the card. Yeah. And not only that, yeah, like, it's really yeah, it's weird bad. about like how it reads things because there's no real. It's hard to indicate what direction you're pushing in, if that makes any sense. Because on the C stick, yeah, it's the location kind of makes it weird. Sure. And its lack of movement doesn't really give you a visual indicator of like how you're interacting with it in, in a good enough way. I know people didn't say, but you're pushing on it. It's like yeah, but at the same time, it's also a circle, so it just kind of feels the same in all directions. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a personal thing. I haven't had yeah. any issues with it. I've had times where I was like playing Smash with it, and I meant to do a side attack, and it did up. It, I felt like it, it could have gotten getting used to, but I was—I I don't know—I I felt like I was the only person defending it in the past week, and so now I've just kind of given up. <laughs> no, I'm defending it still. Like, uh, I think making it a nub was really lazy, mm -hmm. but like the nub works fine, I guess. I would have preferred a little bit more movement from it i would prefer a handheld that wasn't garbage this is true like the other 3ds they had which was actually really good and then this one they just decided you know all the things that we made with the hardware that were actually pretty smart and stuff they just throw those out the window oh you mean like the one that came out two months before this one did yeah like that one exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay cool um good talk yeah but also the there's the micro sd card which is the slot mm -hmm. in the back uh, just you have to, okay, if you don't have it yet, you have to unscrew the back case, and to do that, you have to, like, snap out these pegs from their slots, which sounds like you're destroying Yeah, Jake was, like, I was process. doing it for Jake, because he wasn't sure how to do it, and he was like, did you break it? And I'm like, no, it just, like, has these things that are going to break eventually, so don't do this ever. Like, you, you're, you're only meant to open it once, and then close it and never open it again, because if you open it again, you're going to break it, because those things are not strong. It's like the DS light hinges all over again. Yeah, yeah it is. I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they got rid of the... They're only good at making games, nothing else. 
You know, I, I, maybe at one point I would have said no to that, but recently, I kind of feel like that. Such a downer episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I understand, like, the saw, so okay, just to give it a little bit of a, a, a praise, um, not make it seem like I'm just dishing on it because I don't like it. I really love the software upgrades. Like, it, it's so much nicer. Oh, yeah. It looks great. Like, the 3D looks better. It's nicer to watch. Um, and it's like, there's there were a lot of improvements made in the system, but the the, the physical body of it wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. And they just needed... Like, if they had given it maybe two more months to figure out how to get everything to fit in there in a little bit better way, because I think it was just... They were trying to put everything in there, and the only way they could do that was by making these slots where they were, because the size issue of just, like, different processors and things like that. Sure. Um, but I guess what they had was too big, or couldn't couldn't fit in the old style, so they had to change it, and I don't know. I just think it was, it was, again, too early, kind of like Smash 3DS. It was like, they shouldn't have made two versions of this, they should have just made the one. Hey, that's a whole different conversation. We don't have time for that. We do not have time for that. Gwen. Yeah. Have you gotten yourself a new 3DS yet? No. I um I went to when they were doing that tour of the mm -hmm. Majora's Mask and Monster Hunter at the Best Buys. I went to that. By the I... way, the new Monster Hunter 3DS looks amazing. It looks that really nice. That thing looks nice. <laughs> kind of disappointed I've never played Monster Hunter and I have to like weigh Zelda a little bit more, but um <laughs> <laughs> I, I played with it a little. I, they only give you like eight minutes or something. So uh, the the control stick, the C stick thing, mm -hmm. the little nub. I I thought it was pretty decent. I don't know what kind of problems you're having with it, but I just felt like it wasn't giving me the kind of response I wanted from it physically. Yeah, you're just not going with your fingers. Out. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> well, PG podcast. Anyway. Hey, I wasn't taking it that way, sir. Yes, you were. Don't even lie. <laughs> Don't even lie, Caleb. I'm drinking water out of I can't lie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The rest of the buttons, I wasn't really paying attention. Like, the the new, the extra back buttons, the L and the R. Those are hard to reach for me. I haven't... Your hands really tiny? Like, they're not... My <laughs> hands are big! I have big hands! Your hands are really bad, really? Adam. Come on, man. <laughs> These um, hands... These big, strong hands. That's a reference to something that I doubt anyone knows. I don't even remember where that's from. Very nice. It was from nowhere. <laughs> it's just some alternate universe of reference. <laughs> from a media that doesn't exist. <laughs> or just like me, from, like, just like, just a portal opens up and just like, I've come from the future! Here's a reference that everyone is going to love in five years. Nobody's going to remember that you came back from the future to tell him that reference in five years. What topic were we even on? <laughs> Time we travel, so... obviously. Obviously. This is Zelda. We are talking about... Back to where we're on, on point again. I mean, we are talking about Majora and the new 3DS. Speaking mm -hmm. of Majora, uh, Majora's Mask, the, the new one for the 3DS. I don't know what you call it. Is it Majora's Mask 3DS or Majora's Mask 3D? Yeah. Making sure. I always say wrong things. It's Ca like 64, man. <laughs> Caleb. Hi, Adam. Valentine's Day. What about it? We spent that day together. Unfortunately. 
Do you want to tell people what I got for you? Not particularly. I got Caleb a heart-shaped box of chocolates, a teddy bear, Aww. a Valentine's Day card. No, you don't and... all that. You don't go on his side with this. <laughs> and a dozen pink roses because he is... You discouraged him. Cute. <laughs> what did the inside of the... immediately after doing that, we all told Adam that he would be vastly more attractive if he would stop talking so much. That is true. That also <laughs> happened. It's very sad. Caleb, do you still have Adam. the card? Probably. <laughs> I think on the inside I wrote something like, because uh, your your Twitter handle and everything is uh, Caleb Hates Games. Right. So I wrote something like, it was it was like just like really sappy card. I, found I the see sappy the card. Sp- I can get up, but it's going to make noise. <laughs> do it. I found. I hate you so much. I found the sappiest card that I could in the store, and like, it said something. Um, just like. When I first saw you... It's right here. You, yeah, yeah, okay. Because people totally listen to this podcast for us. <laughs> That's what's happening here. Yep, exactly. It says, when I first fell in love with video games, I thought our video games were as good as it could get, but it just gets worse all the time. Happy Valentine's Day. Now, mind you, the card said something else originally, but Clever Man over here decided to scratch a bunch of stuff out and write video games over things. <laughs> And that's our uh, that's our rooster teeth <laughs> moment for if you care about us as people for whatever reason. Now uh, back to our video game. I podcast. think people care about us. I think people care about you. I care about you. I ask why. <laughs> why? Yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, video games, please. Video games. Yes. Did you guys see the Rayman leak? Yeah, I did. Did you? I remember Jeff messaging me and being like, "This has to be real." And I'm like. I don't know. And he's like, people having a hard time disproving it. I'm like, I don't know. And then I actually watched the video and I was like, this looks actually very legitimate. And I was kind of worried. Because, <laughs> like, that's that's a pretty big bombshell to just throw out there at the end. Like, hey, Rayman, in the in the game now. Just... Um, I didn't think it was real for a second. Well, it's kind of good that you did because there was there was a video that proved it and it was amazing. This guy is an artist. And I think he never used... After Effects, basically, like he's never done video editing of that kind before, uh, but he's an artist who does things in different styles. And one of the styles he does uh, is putting characters in the, in the Smash Bros. style. And so he did one for Rayman, and then he made a leak where he made the entire like video with like a, a character collect, select screen and everything, and it looked just completely legitimate. Check it out below if you haven't. I, I'm pretty sure most of you at this point have because it, it was, it was kind of big when it came out. As far as I could tell, um, people were ranting about it online um, yeah the video has like 600k views now or something right <laughs> but it's a lot of views yeah <laughs> yeah more than this podcast um <laughs> i can see why <laughs> oh we talk about ourselves to... here we do talk about ourselves talk about ourselves a lot not enough about video videos yeah i guess that's a good way to talk about it i mean we are talking about it now we're taking the time to to stop talking about video games so we can talk about how we don't talk enough about video games. So wrap your head around that one, Caleb. It's wrapped. <laughs> Speaking of things that you put on your head, Google has announced a new virtual reality headset with uh, Mattel. That segue should be illegal. It was too good. <laughs> I appreciate that, but you kind of ruined it by calling it out. Exactly. Yeah, what is it called? Clever man. Tell me about it. It's uh, a Viewmaster. 
It's just called it's oh, you remember the, the Viewmaster that toy? With Mattel? Yeah. Oh boy. That's like that's like getting mad cats to make your stuff. <laughs> if people if some of you don't know, I don't know if we have some younger listeners, but Mad Cats is basically like the when you were getting like GameCube controllers and stuff, Mad Cats would have the cheaper knockoff versions and they were terrible. Whenever you would see like oddly shaped controllers and things that you didn't want to put your hands on, that was Mad Cats. It was just it felt bad, it didn't play well, everything it's just like, am I playing with, like, shards of broken glass, or am I playing with a controller? Because it feels uncomfortable. It felt like you were holding a bop it every time. <laughs> I think they actually had a bop it version of the GameCube controller. For Mad Cats. <laughs> actually, I do remember there being a bop it themed something. I didn't mean for this Video to go places. <laughs> this was not my intention. It was the outcome, not the intention. But yeah, it's based on the the Viewmaster toy and it uses Google's smartphone-based VR solution cardboard. Uh, I linked the video that talks about it from GameSpot below if you're interested in seeing more about it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to see more things coming on the VR market. I know, Caleb, you have the um, Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. Have oh, you... really? Mm-hmm. Damn. <sighs> Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, uh, I played Half-Life once made me sick. Oh my Put god. It back oh in god. Is it really that bad? Because I've never gotten sick playing video games. Like, I see sometimes, like, people like, well, uh... Me neither. I just couldn't ever get it to not function like a piece of garbage. So Half-Life was running at, like, 800 by 200 and it looked like I was... Oh. Uh, <laughs> so it was just kind of uh, like you were, you were... You had, like, really bad vision problems. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of pixels, I saw dots... You were playing Half Life. Gordon lost his gla- Gordon Freeman lost his gra- uh, glasses edition. I mean, I think I think when the final version comes out, if it's set up a little bit better and has its own like OS and isn't launched mm-hmm. out of like seventeen different programs and whatnot, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. But like, I had the DK two, and it's just it's a hassle. Mm-hmm. It's a hassle, and it's seven cords that I don't feel like keeping hooked up together and around myself. So I'm excited to see, like, anything that's not And not only that, people are trying to, like, there are, like, different add-on products to it. Like, there's the walking thing that's really awesome. You have, like, that... Well, I wouldn't really call those add-ons as much as just other um, peripherals that also work in unison with it. I wasn't sure what to call it exactly, but thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Yes. Um, But, yeah, you can, like, I've seen Pokemon played in the first-person perspective, and I thought it was really cute. I've also seen there's one game... That's like the, supposed to be the scariest horror game. And it's just like a maze of hallways and stuff. I think Rooster Teeth played it and Markiplier played it. Um, I'll link the video down below if you're interested. It's scary. So don't don't look at it if you're if you're young. It's mature audiences only, please. Um, Is that the PT demo? Um, with the hallway stuff? No, that no, that's a, that's a different game. That's for the PS4. I actually played oh, it with right. uh, Jake. He made me play that game like four times. And I don't <laughs> like horror games. So it was oh, just... <laughs> it was funny, because usually when I play horror games, I get really squeamish, and I get really like scared and stuff. But with PT, I wasn't. Until I got to bed and laid down, and just the nightmare began, and I didn't sleep for three oh, days. What? I was laughed my way through. I was just sitting in bed, just like imagining that girl in the hallway, and I was like, No... <laughs> No. And so I just I just played Link Between Worlds while I didn't sleep. And occasionally <laughs> darted my eyes up like I was like 
gonna see someone just standing there like oh god now it's happening again and i'm just thinking about it i'm like i envy that though because i just laughed my way through pt like i really enjoyed I made it jokes. but i just don't get scared it sucks i'm sorry yeah well i think i refuse to play games like amnesia and stuff because i'm too scared of like just the visuals and stuff i mean i can kind of get through dead space because i like the game but that's just me i know that no, not many people like dead space but it's fine Speaking of things that not most people like, uh, Kyle has a fan topic for us. Um, he he asked Hello, us. Kyle. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Kyle. How are you, Kyle? Good to hear. Unless you said bad, then I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> hey guys, my name is Kyle, and I've been a listener since the first episode. What are your personal opinions on fan fiction? I know everyone's excited. Wow, to- this is a bad podcast for Jake mm. not to be here. <laughs> Didn't he write fan fiction when he was younger? I don't know. Like I would have probably not thrown that out in the public without him being here, but regardless. Oh no, he, he's he's kind of he's he said that to us like, before like on the podcast. He, oh, okay, like he it's totally not... wanted one written about me and him though, which is where I was going at. Oh yeah. So hey, listeners, anyone... I'm not gonna ask you to write us one, but you know if you're bored. <laughs> if you're bored you know, on a Tuesday night, you know what my Twitter is. <laughs> Send it in tweet format. Just eighty tweets at Caleb. That's fine. So, Gwen, what's your opinion on yeah. fan fiction? Uh, any specific ones, or in um, general? Kyle brought up the um, a fan fiction that was basically the a novelization of uh, Ocarina of Time that almost made it to publication, uh, but then Nintendo didn't want it. Sounds kind of fantastic, <laughs> to be honest. It's actually really well written, and yeah, I can link it down below. It's really well well written. It's done by a, a guy who has his. Um, his master's in English, I believe, at the already. Um, yeah, but fan fiction in general, it's really... We, I mean... Oh, this is a touchy subject. Um, depending on the context, it can be good and it can be bad. Because sometimes people tend to let their mind water, wander with the narrative. And it gets a little bit crazy. People get a little too extreme, if you, if you understand... A little bit too mature. You can either be like me and write Shark Boy and Lava Girl fan fictions when you're a kid, or you can be like Chris Chan is what he's trying to say. There's a yeah. big difference between the two. Yeah. It's different between uh about talking about how, you know, your favorite characters are going on an adventure and also or talking about how they had a very lonely Saturday night and weird stuff happened. Well, I don't I mean... wanna say more than that. <laughs> <laughs> um I think doesn't really matter like they're not making money off it they're not necessarily showing masses of people like you don't have to read it it's more just what they want to do with their time like go ahead i don't know yeah i guess i'm just saying it's it's kind of i don't know it's it's weird when it gets like to the point where it's not even really it's not relevant to the character plugging in the characters but it's yeah you're like like, they're not in character it's like if I were to write a story about, like, one day Caleb came over and he said, Adam, you have an amazing sense of style. And it's like, Caleb would never say that. So right. I didn't write Caleb. <laughs> it's true. Caleb doesn't care what I wear. Yeah. But no, I, I Jessica, with I your, you, you do concept art for gaming, you said, right? Yeah. So what is your opinion on... Fan fiction? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess... As a creative, you could kind of see it from the perspective of, like, I'm trying to translate this into, like, art. Like, 
it's no different, really, from what like I've been doing with the Zelda series. Yeah, is that is that like... technically fa- fan fiction, or is it <laughs> is it like? No, this is a this is a legitimate question. Is it is it technically fan fiction to, to make like art based on the games? Um, for me, like the series you're talking about that I'm doing. Uh, or... yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, the reason why um I'm doing it is because I wanted to improve my environment concept art, and the best way I felt to do it was to just t- like put my version of what I think. Um, mm-hmm. the Zelda game could be like, because I love Zelda. Yeah. And it makes it more fun in that way. So, mm-hmm. thinking about it with fan fiction, like, a person could be, like, rewriting, like, a pre-existing story to help improve their own writing if they want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. So, that would completely make sense to me. And I think yeah. that's pretty awesome. And if it gives them exposure and even publication deals, which is, you know, what you the want ideal. in the end, yeah. then it's awesome. Yeah. I feel bad for this guy who wrote a really good story and didn't get it, even though it was yeah. worth a publication. Um, I mean, we have talked about the idea of the graphic novels and so, and things like that. Um, how they they did a, a graphic a novelization, not gra- novelization, a graphic novel for the uh, uh, the Four Swords, and for other games, other games in the series. I think for Ocarina at one point. I'm not sure about that. I'll have to check. Um, but I know that several manga exist of the games. Yeah, but I also had um, a couple of Choose Your Own Adventure ones for, um, I think it was Oracle of Seasons. I there had. were Choose Your Own Adventure ones? Yeah. I don't That's know awesome. where I got them, but yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> just like, the, they're just like the shadiest versions ever. It's like not even, like it doesn't <laughs> refer to any character by name, so like legally they can't get in trouble. No, it, it was pretty legit as far as Green I Hat Man and... <laughs> And Princess Z. Peter Pan and Princess Peach. Those exactly. are both copyrighted, man. <laughs> Dang exactly. it. It's like those old Disney movie, like, Chinese bootlegs, though, you see. Oh, yeah, Where like the ones that are, like... cast, but they're all, like, the same names, just recolored. Those are my favorites. But since we're talking about fan fiction, we might as well be talking about, uh... The ultimate fan fiction that is Kingdom Hearts, Uh-oh, which no. is legal fan fiction in oh, my mind. No. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's it's legal fan fiction at this point. Well, legal fan fiction. Why do you say right. legal? <laughs> I don't know. What do you have to say about Kingdom Hearts? Why are we bringing Kingdom Hearts up? Because Davis uh, suggests that we talk about uh, Kingdom Hearts. He says, for Kingdom oh, okay. Hearts three, should they bring in any Star Wars or Marvel universes? The quick answer is no. No. <laughs> the short All answer, right. is, the long answer is maybe. The long answer um, is still also no. Thanks for not? sending in your fan... Oh, oh god. This is going to be a long show. Uh, it's personal preference. I mean, that's what it's going to come down if to. That's no what all you, what. If, if all you said was, uh, it's personal preference, and then ended it, I was going to be like, how, how, how is that a long show? Caleb, I think you have a poor sense of time. Oh, god. <laughs> 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 anyway, you were saying... May I go on? No, no, you were saying, yeah, go, go, I'm sorry. Do you remember anymore. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's personal preference, no matter what. I mean, like, I feel like it's out of place. Yes, it's, it might be Disney's own thing that they have now, but, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I would say that it clashes with what Kingdom Hearts is, but then people would throw back the Pirates of the Caribbean at me, and I would have no counter-argument to that. I mean, Johnny Depp is just but, kind of allowed to go wherever he wants. He's I mean, just granted, kind of a strange person, just granted, with his hands waving in the air, 
just very kind of like 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 there's like some weight in the elbows, but he's also lifting that like he's trying to wave to someone across from the across the airport and just can't bring himself to fully do it. He's like, uh, I'm over here. <laughs> anyway, Adam, <laughs> Jesus, uh, like I still feel the Pirates of the Caribbean was still out of place. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but I would have never had it in myself. Do they also have uh, the Neverland worlds in the the ones that they had Pirates of the Caribbean? What? Did they have never the Neverland world and Pirates of the Caribbean in the same game? I don't believe so. No. Yeah, because no, because I they think... they ended up putting Peter Pan as the summon in that world. You had to find him in a yeah. Chest, that's I that's. I think it was just world. kind of like a variation. They were trying to change it up a little bit. What do you mean? I mean, I every know. game we've gone to the Little Mermaid world, and it's. It, we just need to stop doing that. You're not wrong. <laughs> but I think they were kind of just... I mean, they've put you in... You've you've been to Neverland several times. And it's just kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean has more to go off of. Sure. Arguably. So there's more... It, there's a reason... And it's like the same kind of universe, like pirates. Um, so there's a okay. reason why they I were I was wondering why you were like specifying... Uh, Neverland. That's mm-hmm. the, that was the confusing part for me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I finally got. I finally reached a, a logical conclusion at the end. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, he is the summon in that world, so like, yeah. it's not too far out of the I question. I think it's. I but. think it's just that they want the same kinds of worlds, but they want variations. Of, like, because Disney has a lot of franchises that are sure that fall under the same genres. Like, like, there's that. still a lot of other choices that aren't their live-action movies. Yeah. Like, that and Tron, I don't think would have been the ones to choose. And mind you, I mean I mean Tron from Dream Drop Distance, not Tron from Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, uh, okay. Different... Yeah, because in, in Kingdom Hearts 2, it was great, but then... Yeah, in, it's fine. And then in Dream Drop, it just kind of felt weird, because... I don't know, Dream Drop Distance was a weird game. Dream Drop Distance was a good game. But it was it had was weird, really weird, weird story choices. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's topical, but like Dream Drop was basically like the biggest fan fiction of the Kingdom Hearts series. In yeah, my definitely. Especially the ending, which you can YouTube that yourself if you want to know well, it's more be, about it. It's it's been long enough because I kind of want to say, well, I won't spoil anything, but I'll just say that like my favorite character in the series was was Axel. Of course. So I'm glad. I just like him. He's a likable guy. Okay. And I mean, who who else do I have? Big shoes. Big shoes. Big That's shoes. Everybody in the game, dude. <laughs> That's true. And me in real life. Try having size seventeen feet. It's weird. You're just like Kingdom Hearts. You finally understand me. A game that finally gets what it's like. All right. So to go back. Uh, no, please don't put Star Wars in my Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Unless it's Mark Hamill in it either. What if it's just Mark Hamill? I still don't want it, dude. I just want live-action stuff gone. What if it's Harrison Ford being grumpy and confused? I want it all gone. I, there's plenty of <laughs> Disney things here? to go around first. I would at least try to expel all of like the, the normal Disney worlds that you have. And then if you want to change up Kingdom Hearts like later on and make it something different, mm-hmm. then you can start throwing Marvel and Star Wars I can imagine. I can really imagine Sora saying Chewie. Chewie. I feel like, like, I don't know. If they're wanting to do, like, putting those things in, it's it's almost like they're running out of ideas, and mm-hmm. they're just having pre-existing things, and they're just like, oh, well, we don't know what else to do, so let's just put, like, I mean, they had, they had, they had, they had, they had, they had World Ends With You in the late, in Dream Drop. 
Yeah, they Which did. Which is awesome, because, like, that's, those are two characters I just wanted to meet. I mean, that's kind of like the idea of fan fiction. You want characters that have... Two characters inter- you wanted to meet. You want you want to meet, like, each other, and then interact. Oh, okay. So, he yeah. also wants to meet them, but that didn't Yeah, happen. that's the other thing. So we can talk <laughs> about crazy hairdos, and they're weird. Like, in the world in view, I always thought it was weird how they have, like, such skinny midsections. Looks like they're going to snap in half. Let's not talk bad about this game. <laughs> Just okay. give me this one. <laughs> What about Metroid? <laughs> I like the world as with you more than Metroid. Let's move on. Oh, wow. Forgot where I was going. You guys ever have that where you're just like talking about something in the middle of it and just completely Yes, it out? happens just, every time you cut me blank. off. Just blank completely. But since I just blank completely and we have a fresh slate to start on, uh, let's go on to the next fan topic uh, okay. brought in by Samuel. Hello, Samuel. Samuel asked, uh, what do you think of the idea of Link leading a small team of adventurers? What if along his journey he met a Goron, a Zora, a Deku, who decided to join him? Would you want them to be entirely non-playable, or would you want to prefer a team combat mechanism similar to Dragon Age Inquisition? The latter might remind fans of Majora's Mask, uh, of donning the various masks. Or of the, um, I think it's, uh, Link's Awakening, where you get the three, ma- you get the three, uh, animals. You basically get a Pokemon. Um, you get the kangaroo, uh, the Dodongo, and I forget the yeah, third one it's is. It's not too far out of the question. Like, I think it would be interesting. It would, it would like, provide uh, more meat for puzzles and stuff. Like, the whole game could be based around that aspect. Yeah. Kind of uh, like I would recommend, Pikmin like, Zelda? Kind of. Well, yeah, I mean, they kind of like Sonic Boom, in a sense. Mm. What about Sonic Heroes? Well, I mean... Sonic Boom was more catered towards like your character being specific, or doing specific things for like progression, like puzzles, more than Sonic Heroes was really, way more. Yeah, I guess so. Unless you just wanted the infinite jump. But I mean, but I mean, the Sonic Heroes was designed better, even though it had a lot of big problems. You're not wrong. I'm just saying in this, like, Sonic Boom was a poor example because I'm trying to think fast. Um, Yeah. Like I, it, uh, he brought up he brought up Dragon Age Inquisition and also uh, there's games like I mean like Final Fantasy is based on this kind of idea of like having different characters have different classes. Well, sure, but I'm trying to put this in Zelda terms for what Zelda is. Like, um, I mean Hyrule Warriors, he had different characters that had different fighting styles. Sure, you just think but... of it like that. I kind of imagine like Link being like the captain of a small army, like a small like ten man squad mm-hmm. of sorts with different like units. Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is a great example. I don't want to. I don't know why I didn't think of Fire Emblem immediately. Well, it depends on what type of game you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. if you say Zelda, I'm just thinking of like the normal Zelda formula type game. But but you like, could still in, input this kind of different mechanics. No, that's what I. That's what I was trying to say. But it sounded like you were saying that it was going to be a completely different genre. No, no, no. Um. Welcome to the podcast of misunderstandings. <laughs> Misunderstood podcast, where basically it's just the entirety of Caleb. What? But no, like, if, if he had three <laughs> other characters with him, and you could cycle through them at, at different points, or, like, when you were playing as Link, the other three characters would switch to AI and do what they needed to do by themselves. Let's say you reach a wall, mm-hmm. and in order to progress, it's like, well, Link can't do anything to this wall. He can't climb over it, he can't break it, he can't do whatever, switch to character X. But we have this guy. Right. And that adds, I mean, that can add a whole lot to puzzles. Like, most of the puzzles in the game can be based off of you have four characters that can do different things. You can it combine their abilities to some extent. If there's, like, I feel like just having four different characters with different abilities is 
gimmicky once you start to have different combinations of characters. Like, you have to split the party up, or you have to have people go back and forth and do different things. You're not wrong. It's just all about how much you put into it, which is Mm -hmm. why I was saying, like, combat needs to be reworked which has always been my biggest gripe in the franchise. That's actually, it's it's interesting, because someone actually asked, uh, what's uh, one of the one things you want to see in a Zelda game? Uh, I can't really, I can't seem to find who wrote the topic in right now. Um, but someone, oh yeah, uh, a, a fan named Logan wrote, I want to ask, what, would you guys want to see in a Zelda series? It really helps him get feedback for his series of working on a fan series. Well, hello, um, Logan. Thank you for the question. He's the guy who sent us in the... I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember making Wolverine joke. But yeah, I think that I, I immediately thought of this question, and I thought what what you would say, Caleb, because I was actually really interested, because I, I know you have very particular ideas about the the Zelda franchise sure. um, with what needs to be changed. And I thought of combat immediately, because I, I feel very similarly that combat mm-hmm. is one of the things that should be reworked. Okay, well, I, like... I agree bef- with that, actually. Before I go into it too much, like, to get it out there for sure, like, I'm not super into Zelda. Like, I don't hate it. But, like, it's not really for me, so my things that I'm going to want to change about it may not be things that you will appreciate as a fan, so don't kill me over it. But, like, combat for me is not, is no bueno. It's not like Silent Hill to me, where I think the combat needs to kind of be an afterthought. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's a major no, part no, of I it. No, no, I think that's a valid competent. point. I think that the combat in Zelda is very, I mean... In the 2Ds, it's less of a... It's it's really a big crime in the 3D ones. Yeah, it is. Where the, the, the combat is just absurdly bad. Yeah, like it's almost non-existent. Ocarina, I don't understand how people defend that game's combat system. Z-targeting is actually a fix to a really bad combat design. It's more like a crutch. Yeah. And people say like, oh, well, lock-on is, is, a, is a bad thing. It's like, no, the camera just doesn't work. So lock-on has to be in, has to be in there to allow it to yeah, and be able to game, hit things. It's fine, but that like... is so true. That really annoyed me actually. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. a lot of games, you don't need to lock on to targets to be able to hit them. Like you can just swing your weapons around, and you know sometimes Dark you even have different a good moves. example of that. Mm-hmm. Like it's easier to not be locked on the whole yeah. time. But it's a newer game. It's and fine. So, like and sometimes you can't games judge Ocarina for that. will have different moves based on if you're targeting someone or if you're trying to attack a group. Right. In in Ocarina, it's, you have to be Z-targeted to be able to do anything. Even a lot of your attacks require you to be Z-targeted. Yep. Which doesn't make sense to me. Why why the the, the restraint in what should be a, a game about strategy to some extent? I think that Zelda... The combat should be a puzzle in itself. Eh. Well, I think it's that because then you start running into things like Skyward Sword, where it's like, oh, it's almost trying too hard, and you're just not having a fun time. Well, Skyward Sword is impossible to play with those motion controls, so. Well, I wouldn't say impossible. <laughs> Let's be reasonable here. <laughs> Miserable. It's just not fun. Sure. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> but uh, like. I oh, think, Skyward Sword. I think with, like, it's the like beating people... up a wounded puppy. <laughs> Terrible. That's dark. That's dark. Yeah, I was trying to keep it PG too. So is being mean to Skyward Sword, but I do it well, anyway. Who cares about Skyward Sword? <laughs> but like angry to, typing to, to cover both uh, fan topics and kind of uh, like the four character system or multi character system. Like I think that could help combat too. Um, it's kind of a bad example because we don't really know how it works. But like Final Fantasy fifteen uh, looks mm-hmm. like it's having a little bit of that going on as well. What do you mean? Like, when you control Noctis, it looks like your other characters will also be running around doing their own thing. 
Mm-hmm. And let's say you get from the trailer, it looks like Noctis can get hit off, like hit off, uh, like the ground, and uh, one of his party members will like run over and try to grapple with the monster to prevent him from taking any more damage, mm-hmm. while one of the other people will run to him and pick him back up. You know, so, it's like stuff it's like, like that works pretty cool. Those kind of changes to Final Fantasy. I don't like the newer Final Fantasy games for that reason because they do they've changed the combat to that extent. Like Final Fantasy XI is a big change. Um, where it it's went also from the, an MMO. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. You go from this, you go from a turn-based combat system to what is essentially freeform combat. Um, ver- kind of closer to Xenoblade. Um, Eleven's in its own thing, though. You can't really compare it to the other ones. Yeah, but I I saw those kind of influences in thirteen, and in, well, we don't talk about thirteen and fourteen, Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did play for some time to try and get back into it because I really do like Final Fantasy a lot. But similar to similarly to Zelda, I prefer the older style of Final Fantasy games. So anything from six backwards, sure, I like. like. I can appreciate turn base. I just mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of whatever. Like I, six is still my favorite, but I like where fifteen was at ten years ago. I'm a little bit cautious of where it's at now. It still looks fun. Fifteen like was at ten years ago. What do you mean? How it looked when it was announced nine <laughs> years ago, ten years <laughs> ago. Oh yeah. For those of you who don't know, it was like this. Is like two thousand six was when is... it was announced at E three. Mm-hmm. So, was Kingdom Hearts announced before that? Because I think it's kind of a race to see which one can out outlast Kingdom the other one. Hearts one, three. Oh no, Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, three was announced like two E threes ago. Well, I mean, we got two, and then it was kind of like, okay, when's three coming out? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been like Half Life. It was just never announced, but we just always expected it. That's true. I mean, well, they kind of have an open-ended story. I think it's funny, with Kingdom Hearts, at least they're saying, we're taking the time to finish the chunks in between the story. Uh, Birth by Sleep, uh, Dream Drop Distance, all these games that happen in between 2 and 3 are relevant to the story of 3. Because, sorry, I keep getting, I get confused, it's the same company who makes them. So, um, Kingdom Hearts is a really expansive world. There's a lot of world building in it. And there's a lot of story that happens and a lot of individual factors. It's kind of like, it's kind of its own sort of, a good way to think of it is like kind of like Game of Thrones. Instead of, instead of like bigger tomes of like texts, uh, Kingdom Hearts splits its story into smaller pieces and games. So instead of having Kingdom Hearts uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and that would be what is going on right now, it would, it's uh, the main series and then the kind of, arching off storylines so well i think it's all connected to the same giant oh no it is it's all relevant information to some extent i i think that like you're really missing out if you don't play through the other games i mean you can skip coded though don't play coded don't play coded don't play coded don't play coded (laughs) if there's one thing you take from this podcast don't don't play coded he's right for once (laughs) um actually there is one thing i actually want you guys to take from this podcast jessica you have a an announcement to make you have a Cool little um, thing we're gonna do. Yeah. Here. Um, it's actually so why you're here today. <laughs> I have a I have a free print of um Forest Temple available for anyone. I want um, it. Who wants it? <laughs> Me. <laughs> because it was it like can I it enter? Was left a- <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm happy to sign it as well. It's going to be a signed um print, and I'll mail it to you as well. But um. To win it, I guess, because, you know, probably a lot of people might want it, um, to, I guess, 
If Comment you could comment on this podcast and just say like what you're looking forward to with the new Zelda coming up. Also, share of... the podcast with your friends. That's also a requirement yeah. on Facebook. But I'll check. In ter- like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like mainly comment on the world, like because mm-hmm. um, what kind of levels, what kind of environments that you're mm-hmm. looking forward to the most, and I'll probably just pick the most interesting comment mm-hmm. that I see. And then I'll contact you and I'll send it to you. I mean, and that was you a print. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, when is that contest then? We're going to end that, uh, I guess, next uh, How about Saturday? like a week? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, next Saturday, uh, let's say 8? 8 p.m. Eastern yep. time? Yeah. All right. 8 p.m. Eastern time next Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. Do all that stuff before then. Share it on Facebook and then comment on the article, not on the Facebook post. Big yeah. difference. So um, I can actually see the comments. Yeah, so we can see those comments, and we can respond. We'll we'll respond to the ones we can't respond to all the ones on Facebook because the Facebook posts usually have like two hundred. Um, so I we'll try to respond to the ones that we can. Uh, Jessica will be able to respond to them happily. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm looking you forward can to what get you see. A forest temple print. And that'll be it cool. looks okay. I saw that print and it just it blew me away because I love <laughs> the thing that you do about your art that I've noticed is just you have usually a person in the in the foreground who kind of acts as our sort of eyes into what we're yep. seeing it adds this really good perspective and i it just it, it kind of envelops me in the piece in a way Thank that like yeah. i'm glad it does that because that's what i aim to do is the immersion yeah thing. and it makes yeah. it it just makes the scale so like realistic like it just like the, the forest temple just it's massive like and I think without what you do in the foreground, it would it would just wouldn't be as yeah. easily understood. So do you do your um? So if I, if you don't mind me asking, how do you do your uh your process? I it you do like a painted style, but is it digital? Yeah, it's um I paint in Photoshop, mm-hmm. like no other program, just Photoshop. With you can get custom brushes mm-hmm. online. You just Google yeah. like um brushes for Photoshop and. I use really traditional looking ones because um, a lot of digital paintings I've noticed, they all look really, um, they look too digital and mm-hmm. it's a lot nicer and it relates to the viewer, I feel, if it has a traditional paint style. So yeah. that's what I try to aim to do. I no, mean, I, really I have it. a lot, oh, thank you. <laughs> I have a lot more to get better at. That's why I'm doing the series mm-hmm. to try and improve. But um, I'm hoping as the series goes along, that the paintings will actually get better as they go along. So when people actually look at Forest Temple, they'll be like, oh, this one is so old, and they'll see the newest <laughs> one, and it'll be completely different. Like, that's well, the, what I'm uh, hoping. the banner for this week is is kind of like a teaser for the next one that's coming yeah. out, right? Yep, that one mm-hmm. will be coming out next week. Uh, it, you guys can it... guess what it is, actually. Um, I won't say what it is. It might mm-hmm. be a bit obvious, or it might not be. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. a location in Hyrule. But, yeah. yeah. I, I really like your style. It's very, it's really, I don't know. It's something that I don't see very often. I, I kind of feel like I don't see it often enough. And uh, I don't know. I, think I feel I, as well, like, in terms of the Zelda fan base too, I was just, I was really surprised when not many people, like, they all do the character art, um, but none of, no, no one's really actually, like, praised the world or the environments of it. And that's why... Like, I wanted to do it, because I'm like, well, no one else has done it, so I'm going to give it my shot. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm hoping to see, like, if other artists, like, create their take on the world, like, that'd be awesome. Like, 
Because that's what makes Zelda, like, Zelda, in a way, it's... The world is so expansive, and you explore it, and it has its own character. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I have to go answer the door. Someone keeps knocking, so just talk without me. Sorry. Hello, lovelies. Uh, this will be edited out, because he always likes editing out what I say, but, uh... In the case that it's not, or edited at the end, uh... I have nothing to say at all, actually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Do you, do you live, um, close to Adam? Like, you're in Florida as well? Yeah, I'm, like, two hours away from him. I occasionally go up there to bother everyone. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because I'm all the way in Australia. And right. it feels really... It's really far away from everyone. Oh, yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, Adam always talks about how the how he's afraid of spiders over there and how it'll I never am go. so afraid of spiders. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> I mean, the, like, because I've been to California before, and there's not as much insects in comparison. I mean, here, I guess I'm used to it. Like, there's like bugs and stuff everywhere, but it's not that mm. dangerous. Like, the stereotype is a little bit off, but it's only like slightly spiders. dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> it's only I mean, slightly a nightmare. It... <laughs> You'll I mean, only scream in terror for about 40 minutes, not the 45 <laughs> that everyone says. I'm only slightly dead. <laughs> like, yeah. I think one thing that happens here is in spring, because it's like, you know, springtime, mm -hmm. there's these birds called magpies, and they're super protective over their eggs and stuff. Sounds so nice. I feel like it's a happy when story. You, <laughs> when you walk mm -hmm. under trees, and mm -hmm. if they're nesting in the trees, they can swoop you. So we call it, instead of really spring, we call it, like, swooping season, because all these magpies start swooping mm. your heads. And there have been, like, horror stories where, like, people have been injured. Oh, my God. Stuff from getting swooped. But, well, I mean, like, usually you just stay away, you just cover your head. And I mean, just... I heard from Katie, one of our Australian staff members, that last year there was, like, 87 people bitten by spiders. And this year it's only been, like, 13 up until now. And that's, oh, like, really? oh, yeah. Oh. And see, most normal people would take that more, as like a good okay. thing. Yeah, that's but the problem. Adam's like, you were expecting, bad. you were expecting that's more. <laughs> Adam's mad because le less people have died. <laughs> I'm not mad that less people have died. I'm mad that so many people died to begin with. That this many people dying is considered a good thing. You just hate progress, Adam. It's fine. So the podcast. <laughs> so mean. Podcast. You know what I consider po progress? Nintendo booking a 300, almost 300 seat theater for E3 2015. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, take, finally. Take six steps back finally. and a half one forward, I guess. <laughs> what? What? Caleb, I just feel like whenever you talk, I'm just going to get sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you have me You're on You're just here like, for. Adam, I have a thought, and it's like, okay, let me prepare the uh, tissues uh, and, a, uh, and, a, and, a, and a happy movie. I'm going to watch Happy Feet all night. Um, Happy Feet was a little sad. It was a little sad. It wrong, is sad, man. actually. Thank you for bringing the mood down, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie wasn't that happy. <laughs> kind of melancholic feet. Just like a picture of the penguin <laughs> on the front, just kind of like looking down. Just kind of shrugging like, eh. His head no is dancing. tilted sideways and he's looking at his flipper. Confused. <laughs> Isn't that kind of the poster anyway? Maybe. No, the poster's in like dancing. Sure. So, Happy Feet confirmed for Nintendo's E3 press conference. <laughs> yep, it's, it's, uh, it's, they're doing the, they're getting the theater for Happy Feet, not Zelda U. If um, you thought that Wii Motion Plus worked well for Skyward Sword, well, I can't wait for you to experience Happy Feet Wii. 
Well, I mean, this is kind of, it's kind of interesting because this is the first time in like two years they've had this kind of, they've had a presentation at E3. I mean, they didn't have one last year and they didn't have one the year before, I think. Um, they've just been Hopefully, doing digital events. Yeah. Hopefully this is a good sign then. Like, yeah. they actually announced well, I know something. They, <laughs> yeah, no, they've had stuff on the floor, like demos and stuff, but the digital events where they usually presented things, but I thought that was kind of, this is going to sound a little silly, but I thought they were, it was kind of like cheating. Like, I thought the part of the idea is that, you know, like, we're all going to be at this, we're going to all be at the same conference, we're all going to be presenting to investors and, and reporters and stuff, and, you know, this way everyone has an even footing when it comes to, you know, selling their products, trying know. to get and trying to get investments. I think it was smart because E3 is kind of dumb and overrated and kind of nightmarish <laughs> for anyone that goes to it. So I think that the Direct was a pretty cool way of We're doing it. We're sending people to E3 this year. That's fine. <laughs> and I I pray for them. I hope that they can do what they need to do without getting trampled on by millions of people. You're just, you you say that, but if it was someone like me, you'd kind of wish I got trampled, wouldn't you, Caleb? No, I I'm not a monster. You. I like to keep wow. my job. <laughs> If you're gone, I do not get paid. I do not get paid now, but still. <laughs> you don't get paid with love. It's kind of what I pay you with now. Uh, who else signed up for a conference this year for the first time? Uh, uh, Bethesda. Do a quick... uh, Bethesda. Bethesda. I don't know why I call Beth... this. Okay, I have Bethesda. this problem. Every time I, uh, I see them. <laughs> yeah. Every time yeah. I see them, I, I see the name, I think, Bethesda or something. Okay. Uh, I, I figured it was them, but I wasn't entirely sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, I wonder if Konami will still have one uh, just for Metal Gear again, like they always have. But yeah, is there uh, any more news? Or is it just that Nintendo has signed well, up speaking for Speaking of the E3 thing, quickly, I really hope uh -huh. Team Ico do something. Mm -hmm. They might, they probably might not, like they usually do, but it'd be nice to see mm -hmm. something with The Last Guardian. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be... That'd oh, be Jessica. Nice. Poor Jessica. <laughs> I'm just setting myself up for disappointment. You dream so but... <laughs> big just to fall so hard. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that uh, the Shovel Knight people are doing uh, at least some kind of uh, talk or have some kind of booth open or something of that nature because I really do like them. They're a really cool group of people, and I really do love Shovel Knight. Yeah, good game for once. Mm -hmm. Speaking of good games that oh, just no. got announced... Uh, well, a trailer was released for Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Hey. Hi, yes, it was. So cute. You got Kirby, his little clay ball. It's adorable. Not really a fan of claymation, but uh, I'm a fan of Kirby. Neither so. am I. But yeah, it's it's kind of just like, it's Kirby, so I trust it. I'm going to pick it up first thing in the morning. I think there's only ever been like one Kirby game that... Epic Yarn? Yeah. Yeah. That some people don't like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun, it's... carefree game. It's really it's hard to go wrong that. with Kirby when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Everyone loves him. <laughs> yeah. I love Kirby. He's my favorite character in Nintendo right now. Oh, boy. He, like, owns I mean, Smash Brothers as well. Yeah, he's so good oh, in the new Smash. Man. He's my main. <laughs> yeah. My sister uses him there. all the time. She just, like, yeah, she kills everyone. <laughs> I'm not good at Smash Bros, but, he, but I like playing as Kirby in Smash Bros, and as a result, I play better. <laughs> well, that's always a good thing, then. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb. Adam. Have you ever played Zelda 2? Uh, for about 30 seconds. Alright. Because uh, a fan of ours had a question about uh, uh, leveling in Zelda, and it reminded me of Zelda 2's leveling system. Uh, Austin writes into the podcast, How would you feel about a Zelda game that included a toned-down leveling system, allowing players to personalize their combat styles? We've seen Link... 
wield a number of different weapons, and don a variety of gear, including the iconic Master Sword and Hylian Shield, various magical rods, a couple types of footwear, a few different sets of armor, a bow, a boomerang, and a slingshot, just to name a few mere few. What what if skills with each, with each of these could increase, unlocking new abilities as you improve and refine your fighting style? What if each time you collect a new heart container, you can increase a certain attribute, like strength, stamina, or magicka? Magicka? I don't know why they use magicka. Um, if it's something you'd enjoy, how would you like it to work? First of all... What was his name? What uh, was his name? Austin. Austin. I was going to say your name like I usually do, but your question was long and I forgot. So, hello, Austin. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, in That's Zelda a good 2, question. Yeah, it is a good question, but it reminded me of Zelda 2 because of the, the last statement in particular. Um, in Zelda 2, you can increase your uh, your attack, your hearts. Um, to Well, it's not exactly your hearts. What you get is you have a certain number of like health boxes, and as you level up your 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 health, those boxes are worth more value. So instead of it showing up as another box, another heart in this case, they're just like you just kind of get a ten percent resistance or whatever if you want to think of it like that. Um, and you also get that from magic as well. Um, and in uh, a link between worlds, you can kind of pay to or you can kind of if you collect the um, uh, what are they called again? The uh, octopi. Sure. The little octopus things. Um, if you collect them, my my. Something along that name. It's a weird name. Um, but if you collect them, you can upgrade different various items in your arsenal. Like the, you can get the bow, so which fires three shots at one time instead of just one. Um, you can get uh, upgraded versions of I think like your fire rod and things like that. It's really cool what you can do. But I do like this idea of having. Not exactly what you do in Skyrim, where you know you just hit th things over and over again until it works better, but um, I do like the idea of kind of rewarding you for using items, or rewarding you for having a, a fighting style of sorts. So well, I, you being the Zelda fan here, mm -hmm. well, all of you, I guess, uh, you can you know tell me what you think. But like, even though I don't particularly care for it, I don't think it should leave its roots too much. Like, I think like a full-on leveling system is kind of well, odd well, not a and out of place. Yeah. So I know. What would you I'm gonna recommend get there. Instead? Uh, you said a link between worlds. I guess does this. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, in a link between worlds, much. you uh, uh, you have a. It's collectible based. Yeah. In order to increase your stuff, that's the way to do it. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, it has Zelda nothing to do with the main storyline. But when you do yeah. it, it's really rewarding. It's yeah, nice. I think it. I think uh, for Zelda, it should be yeah. make your items a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. And and base that solely upon optional collectibles. I totally agree. Because I think Zelda's all about finding stuff and atmosphere and puzzles, and it should be based on those. In Link to the Past, you can do the same thing with your Master Sword. I mean, in Link to the World, you have the Master War, which is what makes your sword power up and stuff, and you, you sure. collect the items. And the thing I like about Link to the Worlds is, to some extent, you don't actually need all the items. Yeah. You can you get them for the dungeon, but after that, you, you can kind of... You might need them for one or two more spots, but... It, you can go to the last boss with only a few items on you. Yeah. I like all that stuff's cool. I just, I don't think it should be like beat Full area on. 17, gain 50 <laughs> XP, get a new heart container. No, go find your heart container. Don't put experience in. Find, find don't, your stuff. Don't and earn get it. the heart. Find the heart. You don't it's about need the to go farm 17 enemies to up your heart container oh, yeah. because you can't beat Ganon. No, just go no, find a heart container. That, yeah, that's a little absurd. I like, I would like, um, I guess, kind of a static leveling system where it's like based on where you, how far you progress in the game. So like, you beat a boss, and then you kind of get the option to choose which item you want to make better. So like, you can upgrade your sword, your bow, or your um, 
third item would be like your magic rod. So like your fire rod, ice rod, whatever you picked up at that time. Um, Cause like, I, I do like the idea of Link as an archer. And I think it'd be cool to be able to play a game where you can focus on his archery skills. Sure. And beat it. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, that way, when you play the game each time, now that you put it that way, like, then you would focus on the, like, different weapons each time mm-hmm. that you play it differently. So, mm-hmm. first time it'd be like, oh, focus on the sword. Second time, oh, the bone arrow. And then mm-hmm. the third time. Like, so it makes you want to play it more, which is yeah. a good thing, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. the best thing. And even yeah. if you only play it once, it still gives you that much-needed variety to the combat. Yeah. So even if it's not, like, a super well-fleshed-out combat system, it's like, okay, I'm sick of pressing A for my sword, let me pull out my bow for a few hours. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah, you don't you don't feel like you're you're, you're forced into one option. And I, I right. hate that idea. And I think a lot of people that play Zelda want that kind of freedom to explore, yeah. and also in the way that they play the game. Um, I would hope so. Speaking of games that have a lot of cool ways that you can customize in your own way, Persona 5. Caleb. Mm, hello, Adam. Did you see the new trailer for Persona 5? I sure did. How do you feel? I think those are the prettiest menus I've ever right? seen for a video game in my so life. They look so nice. I was like, this game looks pretty cool. It looks like Catherine. And then they popped up a menu and I about crapped my pants. I don't know who designed them, but it's just like they spent so much time making sure the aesthetics of that game just worked. Just everything mm. is beautiful and stylized. When menus are pretty, and then you click something, and menus shift to the other side of the screen, mm-hmm. oh god, there is drool running down my face now. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, like, it's it's crazy. And like, menus aside, even though I could sit here and talk about them all day, uh, it looks like Catherine too. It's cool. Looks really good. It's uh, amazing how, like, UI can just... It's so yeah, right? important. It's so important, and it's usually neglected for a lot of games. Exactly. But like, it's fantastic when it's just executed properly and perfectly. Yeah, there's a lot you of things that I like about the the style right. of Persona Five that are kind of new, but also mm-hmm. familiar. Like, it feels like a much darker game. Yeah, of, that's what I like about it. Yeah, like the the protagonist. I mean, it's it centers around vigilantes, or not vigilantes, but like uh, I think. Jewelry Thieves, sort of in the style of um, Lupin the Third, where they have like these costumes and they they go and they do robberies. I don't know. It's kind of right. it's kind of cool and it's kind of I guess you could call it like the edgy kind of Shadow the Hedgehog kind of game, especially well, with the the fact that the nah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but this also I really enjoy things that are like dark but have like a really like. When it makes sense. Very super colorful like palette to them, which kind yeah. of throws it off. Oh, it's yeah. almost like dark humor in a sense, mm-hmm. visually. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love it more than anything. This I... is like a game made for me, visual-wise. I mean, I I, I raved about uh, the Persona f- uh, 4 Arena. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I love the way it looks, because everything is just, just the colors pop, and everything is just designed in a way that's aesthetically beautiful. And I think this reminds me of a question that uh, a fan of ours named Owen had. Um, Hello, Owen. Yeah. Hello, Owen. Um, he says, hey, ZI Podcast. I was wondering what you guys thought about uh, Twilight Princess's realistic feel, and do you think that they should apply this to the possible Netflix show coming up, or should they go for something more cartoony like Wind Waker? We'd love to hear your opinions. Owen. P.S. Love the podcast. Thank you, Owen. We love you, too. Um, By feel, I assume you mean atmosphere. Yes, um, I think so. Yeah, uh hard to say for live action i'm pretty sure it would just kind of have to lean towards twilight princess more than yeah. anything else yeah i don't know for, like 
They could no. find a bunch of toddlers and just do Wind Waker. Netflix kids stay, presents. Stay with me. I mean, the thing is, if they did it give like, the kid a super sword. colorful and stuff, they mm-hmm. may as well do an animation of that. Live action right. yeah. point is to, you know, make it I'm, as realistic as possible. I mean, I that remi- yeah, that reminds me of the uh, the animation that came out when uh, for Smash Bros. when Paul Tano was announced. But they did like a, yeah. a fight between Pitt and, and Link, and everybody was like losing their mind because it looked so it good. good. Yeah, it, it looked good. it looked good. It was a great fight, and it was just like, oh, so you're just not gonna make this into a series? Okay, <laughs> just just like ruin uh, our life. yeah yeah. To be fair though, I don't want a series. I don't want to spoil like what we have. I want that rare thing to pop up and have sure. it like a a short. I, th- beat, I think like, it'd be really cool magical. if there was like a short series of animations, like like Link doing fights basically against yeah. other characters or just d- different bosses. I don't know. The few Kid Icarus ones we got were already like a little bit too. Do you remember like, the? Uh, do you remember Samurai Jack? Like in that yeah. style. If you understand what I mean, where it's like no no nothing's really yeah. said. Uh, it's more just like the music and the the scene, the the fight that's going on. Sure. Almost like a dance. Uh, but like I I've heard from a few sources like that, their goal is to make Game of Thrones. Exactly. So it's it's going to it's going to be Twilight Princess if they're aiming for a Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Not not exactly Hopefully Twilight Princess, less but atmosphere wise. Yeah, I think that they're gonna have a lot of. I I, I wonder where it would take place even in the timeline. Because I know that that's always a big question when a new game comes out in Zelda's, where does it take place in the timeline? Make its own timeline, I guarantee you. <laughs> Hopefully. Because I feel I like guarantee. it's... guarantee. Is the uh, is the Zelda cartoon part of the canon? I'm not sure. I doubt it Probably very not. seriously. I kinda, I'm kind of sad by that. <laughs> I mean, it was bad, but it was good bad. Nintendo's like Disney with their canon stuff, so I'm, I'm sure that this would be their its own separate entity and not mentioned outside it's a, of the show. It's a, it's an uh, it's an Elseworld story. <laughs> I mean, what if? with the if if Netflix does it, like it'll either like they will get it or they'll it'll flop. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> the two options of what could happen to it is yeah, I don't know. I just have like a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um yeah. I guess what they need is a really good writer, like a scriptwriter and a director, and mm-hmm. just hope for the best because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Netflix either has really fantastic stuff or it's just awful and they should have never done it. Yeah. Or it's the new season of Arrested Development where you. Oh, just oh yeah, that sense. was that was Why not did they good. Do that? It was just like a catch-up season, but they didn't have a sequel to, and they were just like they ruined characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh. Just, um, how I met your mother did. Yeah. But yeah, uh, no, like, I'm one of those people that has no faith in video game, like, to, to TV or movie adaptations at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that people will like it. Yeah. Especially, it's Zelda. It will already have everything it's got under a. Oh, whoops. Under a microscope. So, like, it's going to get picked apart, probably, like, unfairly, too. So, yeah. I don't think no, that's the thing is that people were like. Out worried about what it's going to do because it's not going to be there's no way they're going to make it center on link and also have him not talk in a way that's not going to be awkward right so like i think i think it'll go in the direction to where it's it's zelda mm-hmm. but it's so like it's barely i mean a, barely zelda i mean a good all. topic i've a good a kind of good suggestion i've seen is the focus on the years between when link went to was locked away in the temple of time in ocarina 
And when he wakes up, so those seven years where Zelda's just kind of on her own with the yeah, Sheikah. Yeah, that could be good. That could be good, but I feel like it would... Zelda, the Phantom Pain. Caleb, that was hilarious. I just want to... Thank you. That just, that, I mean, that just, I mean, that made this episode worth it. I, I, I would stop it right there if I could. Um, but I, I, I would want to see that. But at the same time, I do like the idea of like having it kind of just like a what happened sort of thing, just leaving it out in the open, leaving kind of leaving it, leaving it open to interpretation. Yes, kind of. yeah, I, I think it makes, uh, I think it makes it cooler as a result. Yep, I yeah. agree with that. Cool and mysterious and dark and edgy. Shadow the Hedgehog. Jeff Keighley. I wonder if this live-action show will ever teach us who Sheik really is. <laughs> Zelda. What? Oh. Yeah, don't spoil things for me. Caleb, I'm sorry. Another thing with the show, too, is uh, Zelda is... You are Link. Like, the entire adventure is you doing it. So mm-hmm. if they focus the show on Link, but you're not doing it, it's not really the same Yeah, it's, thing. you're taking up the gameplay, which is a big exactly. part of what makes Zelda a good game. It's, That's it's... why if if you do that part with between when he goes in the Temple of Time and wakes up those seven years, I mean Link has a personality, but like yeah. it's it's not we don't focus on that personality at all, which is why people are often confused and think that he has no personality whatsoever. Exactly. Like the engagement, I think, will be really if they figure out how to, I don't know, how they're going to engage the viewers without um because. Zelda is engaging because of the puzzles and the interactivity. So, mm-hmm. as a film, um, taking the puzzle stuff out and the interactivity, like what's going to be have? like Blue's Clues? Actually, uh, <laughs> every like five minutes, they're going to ask you to uh, help out the gang figure uh, out the I puzzle. Hope, I hope Ganon walks up to the screen and goes, "Should I kill Link? <laughs> yes or no?" And he's like, "He's like, come on, please." Oh, okay, I won't. <laughs> he just walks off, never to be seen again. Until the next <laughs> episode. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> Strafe Kickstarter passed, Caleb. You're welcome, Strafe. Yeah. I worked my butt off yeah. for you. Caleb and I are supporting a Kickstarter named Strafe, which is a cool, really gory, sort of old-school style game that looks amazing. Caleb, you showed me footage of your gameplay earlier, mm-hmm. and I felt like my head was going to explode. Good, that's what I was aiming for. Because it was for. so... It just it it was very it was smooth. It looked good. Plus, you had a good player playing it. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say it back to me. Adam. That's not how that works. You're welcome for being here. Yeah, thanks to anybody that backed Strafe. I can't wait to play it, and mm-hmm. I'm excited. It it's going good. And also, um, for our Kickstarter segment, I guess, mm-hmm. um, Strafe. The developers have also said that. They have added stretch goals, sort oh, of, sweet. to their, like, it'll be once the Kickstarter is over, you can donate to their PayPal account, and it will Contribute. all go towards the stretch goals, which Because they is... passed it, like, right up in the, at the end, they, like, yeah, they, like, like just knocked it out. Day. Yeah. I feel like I'm Zach from Save Myself. <laughs> uh, Wait, you feel like you're Zach because you constantly yell at me and make me feel uncomfortable? Yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, what were... What were we even talking? Okay, I don't know. You uh, just mentioned that you you felt the, like Zach, the, and I was just the stretch goals are, mm-hmm. from what I remember, uh, co-op. Yeah, I heard about that. And mod support. Oh, awesome! And they're quite expensive, so I saw that some of you, you know. uh, there was a there's a mod for that game where it's just like like the blood and the bullets and everything are just gold. Yeah, and it's five thousand dollars, and like several yeah. people bought it. Yeah. I think also someone bought the virtual pizza party thing. 
I don't think anyone did last time I checked. No, someone bought it. I wanted it. to buy it myself. That's cool. That's like one of the coolest reward tiers I've ever seen. I like hope no they put it online. It. I really hope. No one wanted it at all. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's it for Kickstarter is, for now. Yeah. This is kind of a shorter episode of the podcast. Um, Thank you guys for joining me. This is fun. Whoa, uh, wait. What? Wait, what? What? We're done? Yeah. There was no order in this <laughs> at all. There was no order in this at all. <laughs> I... I tuned in to talk about the order. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess all. I guess we can we can we can be here for a little bit longer. Just Don't like... you do this to me. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Caleb was like, I, I remember you messaged me earlier this week, and you're like, Adam, I'm so excited. I'm like, why? And you're like, I get to talk about the order, and I'm like, oh god, please, please be kind. And you're like, no. Please be kind. Rewind, starring Jack Black. Uh, oh my god. This, I will do this as fast as possible. While being as nice that as movie I concept can was be. that's a great movie concept, but it just turned out to be not a very good movie. Look, you wanted to end this. Let me go. <laughs> uh, I was trying to let you go, but you wanted to stay. <laughs> I'm sure most of you have heard semantics. If you jokes. listen to this podcast, you probably listen to a bunch of other stuff. Um, the Order 1886 comes out Friday, yesterday, today, whatever. You know, I don't know when this. The is Order going 1886 out. was one of those games that looked like it was going to be promising for people that uh... liked story-based gameplay. And it looked cool, and it had a great world, but then we learned... Okay, my side, The Order 1886, it's been in development for a while. We've seen it a while ago. It always looked like butt. It's a story game. It's a story game that appears to have the stupid cutscene bars like the Evil Within did. Not cool. Oh my god, I watched watched, uh, my friend Sparky play that. It was just, it was bad. It's bad. It's, it's so a, it's a bad. It's a bad version of RE4. Like, it's... half the time he was confused. He didn't even know where he was going. He's like, I, what, what am I supposed to do? How do I, I get mean, this door open? That's error, but yeah, mm-hmm. sure. But like, uh, game looks like butt. We knew that to begin with. Runs at 30 frames. It's a PS4 exclusive. Turns out that uh, someone said it's only about five hours long. And this caused a whole commotion what? with yeah. everybody. I think and later reports developers... said closer to 10 hours, but... Well, the developers immediately turned around and said, whoa, hey, wait, uh, it is, quote, the average link, or the link of an average shooter or other game in that genre, which is the vaguest thing you could ever say, because most shooters are from five to nine hours at the max, <laughs> so... And this is from, coming from a Just to give some people perspective, because I, I know a lot of people don't... I mean, gameplay hours, like, how long a game is worth. I mean, that, to me, I understand that, like, trying to spread, like, a $40 purchase over two weeks, you know, you should have a good amount of gameplay to spread it over those those weeks, you know. Spreading five hours over a month, which is what I would consider to be worth the $40 purchase, y- well, you don't get really it, get much playtime in there per session. You look at something like Kirby, which is also coming out mm-hmm. the same day. It's $40, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's, I guarantee you, it's going to have more content. And it's actually going to be have, like, replayability. Yeah. It's going to be this something you want to show your friends or watch your friends play and have fun with. This is a game that could easily be priced at 60 and it's not, out of respect for the consumer and, like, just understanding that people do not want to pay a lot of money for something that's not worth their money. Yeah. You know? Oh, but so these people don't, don't get it at all. It was, it was marketed as, it looks like a high budget thing as well. Yeah. Oh, it's very that's, that's high budget. I, yeah, it baffles me. What the heck? Yeah, I, this is like <laughs> the first exclusive that this console has had since Infamous. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And it's what are they garbage. Doing? 
reviews have already come in from a lot of sources. People are saying it's bad. Like, it's straight oh, wow. up bad. Its ending is trash. It is only, like, five to six hours long. Oh, and the developers are still trying to defend it by saying, like, no, it's longer if you're bad at it. <laughs> wow. I can play Dark Souls for 400 hours if I'm bad at it. <laughs> That's not the point, Can you explain you to people, like, because a lot of people don't really know what that means, like, gameplay, how long it is how, versus how short it is. Like, how, what is the average amount of time you usually get out of a game do you feel like is considered appropriate, Caleb? It depends on what type of game it is, and it depends on how much I'm paying in, for it. it. Okay, let's say you're paying uh, for a new Zelda game that is... Well, I wouldn't pay for a new Zelda anyway, game, so use a different example. If you're paying for a new Metroid game, okay. how much do you think... Like, let's say it costs $40. Mm -hmm. How much playtime do you expect out of that? Um, Can for you... $40, I expect about... Well, well, Metroid's kind of weird like that because of the way it's designed. Oh, because you can, you can kind of go back and it. forth and explore and things like right. that, yeah. Right, but like, on your first playthrough, I expect it to be about mm, five to six hours, and for Metroid, that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, That's about average for it. But that's but without you messing up at all, is, and in Metroid, people like me... And that's me... without me going for every little thing in the game, oh, yeah. which if I wanted to 100% it would take me longer. Especially would you say like twice time. as long, or three times? Uh, no, not three times, maybe twice, mm -hmm. if that. But like it's got replay value, mm -hmm. and that's you know what game, game still lacks. has replay value to this very day. What? For me, Kirby Air Ride is still one of my favorite games for the GameCube. That was sure. a good game. That game is amazingly fun. We played we played it when you uh, when you came down. Yeah, we did. It was it was a lot of fun. It was adorable sure. watching you kind of struggle with it. Yeah, I I never really played it. Like it's all right, but someone I didn't know what I was doing. In that game, you don't really get your warp star blown up a lot when you're playing in multiplayer, but I got my warp star blown up twice on me in one round. And I was like, oh, so it's this kind of game, guys. It's this kind of game. I see how it is. And I tried to. I'm not sure how you're doing for time, though, but I've still got like 15 minutes more stuff to say about go, this. You thing. know what? Go for it. <laughs> okay. I'm just checking with you. No, please. I don't mind. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested because I, I haven't heard as much about the Aura as, Order as I would have liked to. I've been okay. kind of caught up with Nintendo stuff for the past couple months. Well. Based on these reviews that have been coming in from like actual sources, like actual like uh, journalists and whatnot, mm -hmm. uh, the game's cutscenes are com entirely unskippable. Really? Apparently, yes. That's the worst mechanic. What? And so, if people are beating this game in five hours with unskippable cutscenes, hmm, uh, hmm, that makes me depressed. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, before I get into the real problem, well, this technically is the real problem. The developers, ready at dawn. Um, once people started being vocal about how short the game was, put out a uh, article. Oh. Or that was basically like the internet is the new playground for bullies, and people are bullying us because our game is bad. So people had got opinions, a and they were mad at, at them for having opinions. Well, when you make a bad game and you expect people to not be mad at you for having a bad game, you're an idiot. Ready at dawn. I hope someone can relay this to them. You're actually stupid. So please stop making games, considering that uh, you've made... What have you made before? The God of War collection? Good. Uh, Port of Okami on the Wii. Nice. That's original, too. And the God of War Ghost of Sparta PSP game. So your, your backlog's great. You're good at what you, you do. You made the worst a God of War game, and you made yeah. a, a remake of, that's the saying other, something. of the good God of War games. And that's also saying something. <laughs> but, like, just to blow up at your potential fan base. Yeah, don't do that at all. When you're delivering. I mean, I hate my fans, but I don't tell them ever. Oh, dang. 
<laughs> right. Sure. But like the way that they they handle things in PR makes them sound like children. Mm-hmm. They use the word haterade. Are you in preschool? Wow. Come on now. Wait, did they actually? I mean, did they seriously? <laughs> uh, the order eighteen eighty six developer ready at dawn says that there is an uncanny haterade for its upcoming PS. <laughs> no, you title. can't put those two words together. You can't put uncanny and haterade together. Uncanny is too high class of a word, and haterade is too low class of a word. They're like mix. That's that's like that's like combining stripes and polka dots. You can't do it. Sure, it doesn't work. You're right. You're not wrong. Uh, the <laughs> issue is like the, my main issue is. Their PR guy is apparently 14 years old. Should we really uh, be telling them between, that they're idiots? Yeah, go for it, man. Gotta show them who's boss. Use of the word haterade, <laughs> which makes me feel like I'm in like a bad 90s sitcom, and the fact that they have like said like the game's not that short, guys. It's fine. We focused on the story. This is an actual quote, mind you, and I want you to like think about how stupid this sounds. We focused on the gameplay and the story and stuff. <laughs> what? <I> like... <laughs> what the f exactly does that mean? <laughs> really? You, you, you focus on even, stuff. It's not even the issue of stuff as much as what else is there to focus on? <laughs> and you're not focusing if you're focusing on everything. You sound like an idiot. Especially when months ago in your old interview you said, We wanted to make a story, but we're a games company. We make games. So. Which makes people believe you just tacked on the game part. But apparently you focused on it too. So tell me, which part of it's right? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Caleb, when you're mad. Don't buy the order. <laughs> It'll be in the bargain bin soon enough anyway. <laughs> Thank I love you for the, tuning uh, into the ZI podcast. Were you the one who said? I I think I saw online someone saying like, "The order eighteen eighty six because eventually it'll be worth eighteen eighty six. That was Nick. <laughs> that was our Nick, beautiful friend Nick. Nick was on the podcast at one point. I want him back. Yes, he was. He'll be back. He's a good kid. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's our time. <laughs> Is that all? Wait, did you have more to say, Caleb? No, I'm good. Okay, it's been fun, <laughs> perfect. And all right, uh, Jessica and Gwen, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank no you problem. so much. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you had any fan topics, uh, questions, theme song submissions, anything like that, uh, be sure to submit those to us at zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. That's zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Jake will be back next week, I think. So you can feel free to start sending in uh, more topics. I know a lot of you have questions for him and how he feels about Majora's, Majora's Mask 3D. Um, I, I really received one a few days before the actual last episode of the podcast that he wasn't on. Um, so yeah. Uh, thank you again, uh, and I hope you have a good week. So, Caleb, do you want to play video games? Not particularly. Dang it!
I just have you ever seen the picture of Persona? Uh, the Persona team is like the Scooby Doo gang. Because that's what that's the thought that immediately came into my head. Caleb, what? <laughs> I answered you. I didn't hear you at all. Yeah, I said yes. Okay. <laughs> I heard someone else talking. I was trying to let them go. Oh, I think it was me. No, it was not you. Oh, who was talking? Not me. Okay. <laughs> All right, well. Caleb was just hearing voices in his head. Sure. All right, what's next? Did you guys have anything you wanted to bring up?